Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by Pittsburgh Steelers scout and two-time Super Bowl champion Ike Taylor. IT ahead on today's show, a ton to unpack. Everything you need to know about the Steelers in the 2023 draft. And that's exactly where I want to start. Ike, you were in the Steelers war room. Please paint a picture for our viewers and listeners of what it was like to be there as part of your scouting responsibilities. Uh, Omar Khan, a.k.a. Omar the Khan artist, uh, from everyday work to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, turned into a totally different person. Mark, I'm talking about he was lazy in, he was locked in, he was focused. And in the back of my head, I was like, he was waiting on this moment his whole life. He was waiting on his moment, his whole life. Very strategic. Mark knew what he wanted to do, knew when he wanted to do it. Okay, this didn't work out. This is my backup plan. Okay, we got we got action. Um, this wasn't on my backup plan, so let's go this way. Let's move. And I was like, yeah, like control. Oh, control the room. And 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 to sit there with head coach Mike T. Because Mike T have a strong uh, personality himself, strong personality. To sit there and watch how old work the room and work the draft, I was like, oh. I told oh after the uh, draft, I said, I don't even know you no more, bro. I don't even know you, bro. Like, you turned into somebody totally different, which which in a good way. But, yeah, Mark, um, just seeing everybody, seeing the stories, being in there, seeing the picks getting put in, being a part of the picks getting put in, uh, just totally like the total collective collective group, Mark. All our scouts got different areas, different positions. And to see us just go from April the 1st all the way down to the draft, uh, we have our two cents, our inputs with the coaches, head coach and the owner and Omar. And to see guys that you graded, and and to see guys that we actually drafted, I was like, man, I really am part of a not only a great organization, but a billion dollar organization. And it's exactly how they move and how they work. So um I'm on the other side. Now I'm in the game, but I'm not in the game. Mm-hmm. Mark, but to see uh Omar really impressed me, Mark, in a major way. Cause I've been knowing oh for the longest, 20 years to be exact. And to see how he moved, it was impressive. How was that different in his new current roles? The general manager is the one running the show versus when he was still in the front office, but working alongside Kevin Colbert. Contract man, getting all the goddamn uh, numbers right. Um, still had a little input on uh, dates and trades and who was coming up in free agency. Uh Worked in the scouting department as well, right alongside of, I think, a Hall of Fame and Kevin Colbert. So when you saw that, um, the question mark was, we know he ready, but let's see what he do. And that's and I'm just looking from the outside in. But I told oh, oh hire me like, oh, bro, I'm going to make you proud of me. I said, man, you ain't have to give me this opportunity at all. You knew I wanted to do it. You stuck to your word, and this is exactly what you did. So... Um, but just seeing, oh, to be honest with you, uh, you know, be the captain of that ship, 
Mark, I was, I was, I was really proud of Omar, and it was relaxed, like nothing was tense in that war room. We knew O had control. After O had control, you know, Coach T, Coach T, like the guy, he like breaking the ice, you know, so he keep everything pretty much calm in that in that war room, really in all the meetings. So um, it's just good to be a part of. Not only an organization I play for, play for, but heck in the front office, you know. Well, how many people can say that, Mark? You actually played for an organization. Now you're having some kind mm-hmm. of input of getting the guys you drafted. So, man, I'm just v- very, very, very blessed, Mark. But yeah, man, this is this is this is what I this is what I thought it would be, but it's even more. And um, like this, the dream. This is this this is my this is my dream job and my dream job came true, but I wish I wish I wish you can be in the war room, just to see the uh, orchestration of everything, from the front office ladies to the scouts, to Mr. Art and the Rooney family, Coach T and Omar his assistant. It was, it was like a, it was like painting a picture. Ike, the observation I'm getting is that how Omar Khan learned through osmosis under Kevin Colbert, it sounds like just by being in the room, you're doing the same thing as you're learning and seeing how others behave. And then you can take that for whatever's next in your career. Oh, I'm Kenny Pickett. You know, last year was my Mm -hmm. first, last year was my rookie year. This year I got great expectations of myself and hopefully they feel the same way about me. Mm. So that's that's exactly how I feel. So it's just it's just a matter of time. Um, I have a goal set in my mind, not only with the podcast you and I, but when it comes down to this front office. So um, I know it's gonna take some time. I ain't worrying about that. But you know, I think I uh, I had someone on Taylor talking on Instagram. You really know what your value or be value to a corporation or organization, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, Cause if you are uh, a liability, <laughs> it ain't good for you. So you got to have some kind of value. So that's what we at right now. We that we're that right now on this podcast, and I'm that in the front office, and we're gonna take off. And uh, I told you it was just a matter of time, um, and the time is coming. We gonna put a lot of work in. Um, I love our show. I love our show. And regardless on what I think what's going on outside of our show, I get a lot of people talking about our show. I get a lot of people say they tune in to our show. So on that note, let's keep up the good work. I think that's a perfect segue. And let's take care of some business. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your gambling needs. NFL draft is behind us. You can place a lot of bet on NF- bets on NFL futures. I think we're well into the playoffs for basketball and hockey. The Kentucky Derby is this upcoming Saturday as well. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Yeah, 365, 24-7, whatever sport uh, they have going on, the NBA playoffs is right now. So I'm sure mm-hmm. y'all need to bet on that. So make sure y'all go to betonline.ag, whether it's Steph shooting over six, Three is a game or whether you shoot another five. Just make sure y'all watching uh, anything dealing with sports and make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. You can see the promo code on your screen right now. Use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, 
Uh, we're actually going to start in the second round with the 32nd pick, Joey Porter Jr., the son of your former teammate. And we find out just yesterday that he is going to wear your old jersey number. What does it mean to you that Joey Porter Jr. will wear your number 24 jersey? I'm just liking it all, you know? You know when you're getting older, when they call you uncle, Uncle Ike, I'm like, golly, like, dude, really getting up there, man. Uh, Friday, I'll be 43 years old, single, single de Mayo. But at the same time, like, like I said on Dave Delmashek's show, he's, he's, he's the closest thing to a Rooney. Like, he was born in the city of Pittsburgh. He grew up in a time when we was winning Super Bowls. He grew up in a time where you came through them Fort Pitt tunnels and it was Gothic City in the playoffs. He grew up in a time when he was in the locker room. He grew up in a time when he was hitting playoffs. He grew up in a time where we was playing old school smash mouth football. And that's all JP Jr. knew at the time. And to actually, you know, go to Penn State, born in the city, but get drafted, but get drafted, but get drafted by an organization that your dad played for at a high level, on one of the true leaders when I was in the locker room, just a true leader of men. It's crazy. But for him to, you know, to to even acknowledge or say he wants the two fold, um, because he watched Uncle Ike. I mean, I I really I really am kind of lost for words. I appreciate that. So um hopefully um I had some kind of impact or input on him. He liked my style of play. Uh, but just to see how the young man JP Jr. grew up, um, it, it makes sense why we would get JP Jr. He was born in it. Do you ever look back, Ike, and think like when you were meeting Joey Porter's son, like just how crazy that is that he not only gets drafted, he gets drafted into the Steelers organization, that he's now wearing your jersey number. Like, I don't want to put words near my mouth, but like that's just like if it were a Hollywood script, you'd have to throw it out, Ike. So it's like, uh, like I say, I say, man, I was just leasing the number. You know, unless you're Big Ben or Troy Polamalu, yeah, one of the Hall of Fame greats, I was just leasing it. And uh, Coach T said, "Well, you le- you leased it for a long time. Not too many <laughs> people say that." Yeah. So, um, I really don't reflect back on my career. Really, I, the only re- the only time I do is whether I'm you know smoking my one of a kind cigars or whether you and I are talking uh, on this show and we get to talking about it. But other than that, man, it's just like, I'm always thinking two, three years ahead. Um, but to be in a lot of situations I am, I'm in today was because of football and the success I've had and uh, not burning any bridges. You know, I was taught that as a baby, treat everybody right, treat everybody with respect, and don't burn their bridges because you just never know who you run into. So just very fortunate about that, though, Mark. Ike, when I hear you say that Joey Porter Jr. is the closest thing to a Rooney, that resonates even further with me, knowing that you're a pallbearer at Dan Rooney's funeral as well. So for anyone watching this or listening to this that doesn't know Ike's history with the Steelers, 12 years with one organization, that's very rare in sports. And again, a pallbearer with the other family members at Dan Rooney's funeral, the owner, when you've got former presidents of the United States, other NFL owners, the commissioner, you know, Lord knows how many Hall of Fame players that were there. So when I hear that, Ike, that bloodline connection, to hear you say that, that resonates even further with me 
than just to see all the great social media reaction that there was because I had the Steelers drafted Joey Porter Jr. at 17 initially. Like, I would have been cool with that pick. I don't know about you. And they get him at 32, tremendous value. And it goes back to the savviness of Omar Khan, like we were talking at the top of the show. Yeah, you can go ahead on hyphenate my name, Rooney Taylor. You know, <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you can go ahead on and do. But like you say, uh, Omar just did his, he worked his magic. He did what he, he did what he, uh, I mean, his expectations are super high right now. And he's expecting to do that year in and year out, whether it's off season, whether it's through the draft. But, you know, for him, um, I tweeted, God don't make mistakes. I saw I saw the video of him and his dad yep. when he didn't get when he didn't get drafted in the first round and he was upset. And the Joy Porter, the leader of men, came out. And he was talking to his son like how he used to talk to us before the games, during the games, and after the games. And you run through a wall, you want you run through a brick wall for a lot of people. And Peasy, uh, he'll put that battery pack on you, he'll make you run through a brick wall whether you want to or not, just on his actions. And uh, the way he just handled a lot of situations. So, uh, but to see him interact with his son on that day, and I'm like, man, that's that's what dads are for, for the moments. Like dad, moms are very proud of their sons. And usually when you're a boy, usually a mama's boy, because that's what I am. My son's one. I'm sure you're one, mm-hmm. too, as well. <laughs> but when you have that dad in that situation like that, Moms can only do so much. That's when the dad role steps in and that dad role stepped in. And it was just beautiful for the whole world to see. Um, We see it every day, but for the whole world to see it at that particular time in that situation, man, that was very encouraging. And we'll talk more about the bloodline connection with some of the other players with the Steelers in the draft, Ike. But I cannot wait to see how Joey Porter Jr. carries on the Steelers' legacy, considering he grew up in it. I cannot wait, starting in 2023 and beyond. Yeah, um, it's, it's perfect for JP Jr. Uh, he going to come in. He going to already know what it is to be a Steeler. Like, you ain't, you ain't got to explain to him. You ain't got to tell him about the tradition, tradition. He grew up in it, Mark. So you ain't got to sit down and, you know, talk to him about the greats and the expectations. He been in them expectations. He was on the field when the confetti was falling and all that good stuff. He been he been around the good times and the bad times, more good than bad. So he was on the sideline for particular games. He was in training camp when he was small working as a ball boy. So like I say, man, if you want to say the closest thing to a Rooney um, that we drafted, um, other than me, not, not even being from the city of Pittsburgh, you got to say Joey Porter Jr. Ike, we're going to go back to the first round now. And this is where I knew this was going to be a special draft in the first round on Thursday night. Steelers get Broderick Jones out of Georgia. We get Kenny Pickett, a certified bodyguard. We get Najee Harris, a big body to run behind. And Ike, this was another thing I couldn't help but notice. And Petty Mark's going to come out here on the show this morning. The Patriots... Making the trade with the Steelers prevent the Jets from drafting Broderick Jones at 15. So they prevent their rival from getting a clear, clear upgrade to Pittsburgh's upgrade. Thank you, Bill Belichick, helping out the Steelers in the draft. I couldn't help but notice this. I love this pick, and it's the first 
offensive lineman drafted in the first or second round for the Steelers since David DeCastro back in 2012. I love this pick and I knew it was going to be a good draft as soon as they selected Broderick Crones in the first round. <clears throat> BJ don't even know how good he is. He's, he, 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 he's a kid, a young man, I won't say. All he want to do is have fun and just smash people's faces. But he don't even know his potential. Like, football is just – he just loves football, Mark. I mean, you, you, you see the YouTube. You see him, you know, catching alley-oops. You see him shooting threes. You see him shooting jumpers. You were like, would you like a little small four for uh, basketball? No, I play football and I'm a dog. Matter of fact, I went to Georgia where we all dogs. So that's Broderick right there. But just see him um, come, up, come up in the war room. Um, greet himself to everybody when we had a break, see how tall he was, how athletic he was, how in shape, how fit he was at the time. And then you, when you just pop on the tape, you're like, oh, he got that Mortal Kombat mentality, that finishing mentality, <laughs> mentality. You know what I'm saying? So um, the sky's the limit for Broderick. The sky's the limit, man. As a matter of fact, you can take the sky out. He's somewhere sci-fi. Sci uh, this kid here, he's just... Uh, He's a he's he's what your franchise needs, want to have, and represents. Um, all that man, all that man do. I'm sorry, all that man do is love football, Mark. Finish him. I love that. And I'll say this: I saw some clips, like some footage, some tape, where he's going out on the screen pass, going hunting for linebackers and DBs, and he's moving too. A guy that big shouldn't be able to move the way that he can move. It's got to be an opposing defender's worst nightmare, Ike. Yeah, we call them dancing polar bears. When guys are that big, 300-plus pounds, but that light on the feet, it's a problem. That agile who can move, who loves getting off the offensive line and going to the second and third level of the defense and having that finishing mentality, that's not them, – them guys don't come around too often. They really don't. And he's just a baby, Mark. That's the crazy thing about it. The young man is just a baby, but he don't even know how good he's finna be. Um, we just getting back to football players. Guys who love the sport of football. And it shows on tape. It shows when you like football and you halfway, you know, going through your workouts and you halfway making excuses why you don't want to get up. You halfway being late to class in school. The guys who really do love football, and that's all they want to do. That's all they know. When you ask them a question, what would you do if you didn't play football? And they say, I don't know. That's how, that's how you know guys love football. So that's 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 what we're doing right now uh, for that organization. But um, Roderick BJ, he uh, he just a, he just somebody cool to be around. Like you, you could tell like with the baby face, he ain't gonna do no wrong. And what I mean by that is like. Even if he do something, it's like he have a way of being like, I'm sorry. He, he, he's beyond his years when it comes down to the maturity part, Mark. But he's still a baby. As um, far as like his body-wise, he's still a baby in the game. I'm just so glad we got him. From a positional standpoint, too, if you want to keep him on the left side where he started all of the games in 2022 for the national right. champion Georgia Bulldogs, you can keep him there. Dan Moore Jr., you could then say, hey, do you want to compete for the right tackle position with Chooks or Korofor? So there's going to be competition there. I'm very curious to see how the Steelers handle all of that, just considering that you have two players with starting experience in Dan Moore Jr. and Chooks or Korofor. Now you bring in the first-round pick with Broderick Jones. And speaking of Jones, too, 
I look at, okay, back-to-back national titles, Ike, and think about all of the great defensive players that Georgia has sent to the NFL. So he's accustomed to practicing alongside high-caliber, high-caliber NFL talent before he even enters the league. It's just yet another feather in his cap. And honestly, I'm surprised he was there at 15. And credit to Omar Khan in the front office for being savvy enough to trade up to get a guy that was clearly coveted because had the Steelers not done that again, he would have been a New York jet. Yeah. I mean, Oh, I mean, you, you said it, you said at the beginning of this uh, topic, Um, you know what, let me highlight somebody who's in that division up. The jets might be looking for offensive lineman because they just got Aaron Rodgers to protect. Um, Let me highlight new England right quick. New England. Y'all really want, uh, the Jets that have Broderick, nah. Do y'all want Broderick? Nah, we don't. Okay, can we slide up? Yeah, hold on, give me five minutes. Bam, boom, here we go. Let's move. And that's and that's just that's just you know, that's just how it is in them in them in them war rooms. And I'm just talking like I'm saying if I'm Omar, um, it didn't really actually go down like that. But since you brought it up like that, the Jets and they play in the same division, it makes a lot of sense. I'm trying to see the tea leaves beyond just the Steelers organization of how all of that went down. And Ike, you know, I'm very plugged in on media and Twitter and watching yeah. the draft and everything too, but that's how it would have went down otherwise. And again, then the Steelers end up getting Joey Porter Jr. at 32, in which case had they gotten him at 17, it still would have been cool. But then I'm seeing the value like Ike Thursday, I knew it was going to be special, but then Friday and we can transition on. The fact that Broderick Jones is also going to play with his Georgia teammate, Darnell Washington, too. You talk about an extension of the offensive line. And Ike, it's so funny. I was trying to figure out when I started talking to you about Agent Zero out of Georgia. But it seems like I've been talking to you about this guy for at least a year. And the fact that he's going to be in the black and gold, the Steelers uniform. I am over the moon. And the, the pick of Darnell Washington might be my favorite. And I like a lot of the other prospects, but this is just someone who really stuck out to me when I'm watching SEC footballs and Saturday during Saturdays in the fall. Man, child, yeah. don't 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 really uh, introvert. Don't don't really say nothing. Nobody don't really talk. To nobody. He just want to hurt people. He in a hurting business. <laughs> that's what Darnell is. So I'm so glad he's a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers because that's all they want to do is just hurt people. And and you and that's a that's a throwback mentality he just so happened to play tight end he can catch the ball too so I want to hurt you while I'm blocking you and I also want to hurt you when I catch this ball and you try to tackle me because I'm six seven down there six eight 264 pounds try me so when, when, when I'm looking at Darnell like when you see him in person when I saw him in person I was like all right all right we got something we got we got something we got something he don't really talk to too many people and he's super mean, and he in the hurting business. Man, I'm so glad he got that Steelers uniform on. Ike, I love this. I love this. And remember, you know, a few things here. Georgia's got another tight end who's going to be a top pick in the 2024 draft. So the production people will be like, if you look at the production, he's with so many other talented Georgia players. But the things he does on tape, I've just not seen football players do. And then at the Combine, Ike, which clip do you want to pick? Like, he had the third fastest short shuttle of any player there, not just tight ends, but of everyone there. Think about all the quick, fast, high-twitch DBs, uh, wide receivers, running backs. 
he had the third fastest short shuttle there, and he's a stealer now. Like, I can't believe he was still there. I read some things that there were some medicals there, that, that there were some question marks, but like people are going to look back at this, and it's now May the 3rd. People are going to look back on this and be like, how the heck did Dardell Washington fall to the Steelers where he did? And it's like, I don't know. You had the opportunity to pick him. And to me, it's like, I know it when I see it on tape and I see it with him. I just hope that translates to the NFL. I think it will because you're not going to put too much onus on him. And the fact that you can then run multi tight end personnel and packages with prior move, entry with Washington, we're going to get back to old school smash mouth Steelers football. And Najee Harris might be the biggest beneficiary of this, Ike, because Washington's going to serve as an extension of the offensive line and be almost like an additional offensive tackle when he's out on the field, run blocking for Najee and company. Yeah, it is. It is it, he prides himself in blocking, though, Mark. Like, he re- he's really a throwback tight end. Like, he really does. He, he's a six. He's a six offensive lineman that just so happened to play tight end. So, uh, that 12 personnel, what I mean by 12 personnel, one back and two tights, um, that's like one of the toughest formations you can cover. Because if you got two tight ends that don't mind blocking, and their ultimate mismatch when it comes down to the passing game because corners are too small, uh, safeties and linebackers aren't fast enough, and they're just power forwards. So their catch radius, catch radius, they zip code, we would like to say, is, is wide. So um, that's – and that's getting back to that old school Pittsburgh still football right now. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what that 12 personnel – look like in the 2023 season. Uh, Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin as well. Someone we talked about all the way back in February, and I had to dig to find it. One of the standouts at the Senior Bowl, a little bit undersized compared to your traditional defensive tackle, nose tackle, interior, but someone whose name consistently came up and made play after play after play after play, not just at the senior bowl game, but in the practices as well. And I know you were boots on the ground scouting him again. It comes full circle that the Steelers end up drafting him a player. We talked about here on this very show. Yeah. Just, uh, man, you talking about short area quickness with a, with a mean club. That's that's exactly that's that's exactly what you want from interior defense alignment. Somebody who can get uh, laterally uh, just as well as vertically, but has a mean ass club, and that's exactly what he has. Um, to move that well, that fast, to have that much of a quick twitch, and usually that's with smaller guys like myself, as a three hundred something pound man, and it, and it, and to be able to get to the quarterback. In a couple of steps, Mark, you, I I felt like that was the steal. My personal opinion, I felt like he was the steal for us in the draft just by watching his tape and seeing guys move from one A-gap to the next A-gap. That's not a lot of space at all. We, we, we talking about three feet, maybe three and a half feet max. And for, for, for a young man to be able to move that fast, and get to the quarterback that fast and cause a lot of disruption at the University of Wisconsin. I, I thought in my mind, I'm like, man, we didn't, we stole, like we we stole, we stole three, but that's that's our prized possession right there in my mind. 
Yeah, and it helps keep Cam Hayward fresh. He's going to be 34. Larry Ogunjobi played through injuries a season ago and still played at a very high level. He will be 29. You keep him fresh. It provides further competition for DeMarvin Leal, player you drafted a year ago out of Texas A&M, and you fortify that front seven that's going to have two new interior linebackers in Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb as well. So you shore up your interior the front seven, your run defense, your pass defense. And Ike, you always tell me this all the time, it all starts up front. That's why I like this pick because it helped preserve the wear and tear you'd otherwise put on Cam Hayward and company. You can keep those guys fresh by having a rotation and playing the hot hand. Just guessing because Cam is is is, is such a, uh, a veteran guy and you got to keep him on a pitch count because you already know what he's going to do when he get on the field on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, he's going to have a country club training camp. Cam, <laughs> Cam ain't going to need to do too much in training camp, but just stay in shape. <laughs> and that's real because we're going to need every little ounce he have in his body on Sundays. All right, Ike, any other picks that you want to discuss? There's also Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin, keeping it in the family. His brother, uh, an offensive lineman the Steelers bring in. There's also Corey Trice Jr., the defensive back out of Purdue, and Spencer Anderson, an offensive lineman out of Maryland. Any other thoughts related to the Steelers draft specifically that you want to discuss here on the show this morning? No, just a heck of of a draft by the organization, heck of a draft by the scouts, Um, everybody who put their two cents in. Oh, Coach T and Mr. Arden and Rooney family, Um, we did our thing. We did our thing in this draft, Mark. But honestly, before the draft, you can just go along and tip your head out to Omar. He did his thing in the free agency. He addressed a lot of issues yep. in the offseason. So um, he was willing or they was willing to give us the luxury of, you know, having a relaxed draft, so say. Ike, the only thing I would say from the fan standpoint is wow. Alex Highsmith in a contract season, TJ Watt coming off injury this past season, keep them healthy because behind those two edge rushers, I'd like to see more depth, maybe bring in a veteran player, maybe make a trade. That would be my only gripe, but it's amazing how all of the holes that I wanted to see addressed otherwise have been addressed either in free agency or the draft. And I'm not one to wish my life away, but I cannot wait for the start of training camp and ultimately the start of the season in 2023, Ike, because I think the future is very, very bright for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, getting pick and really do got a solid offensive line. I mean, I think everybody started, they're the only offensive line group that started uh, down to every game last year. You know, and you saw towards the end of the season, the growth and development of Kenny Pickett. Um, now you get your young stud and B.J. Jones. Uh, we forgot Allen Robinson was just acquired as well. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's uh, Najee going to get back healthy. Uh, you still got Calvin Austin, the third, the speedster. It's a, it's a lot of you – know, you tight, the tight end room is full. You know, Pat Farmer, we already know what he can do catching that ball. He's always been a threat. Now you add on – Another young stud and Darnell Washington. So, uh, pretty much, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of power on that offense, um, and that's what you needed to solidify that offense and that defensive line. And that's exactly what we did in the draft. We got a lot of depth at them two positions. 
I love all the families too. The Haywards, the Watts, now the Herbigs, formerly the Edmonds. Like it's like it's a one big family now, Ike, which is just incredible. Yeah, if you got a brother coming to Pittsburgh, because we won't get your other brother. <laughs> Ike, you're a low-key guy. You're very humble, but I saw this on the Steelers social media feeds and I had to do a double take. You met comedian Tracy Morgan. I understand yeah. he was in town in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's doing a show, an unexpected surprise. Had you met him before? What was that like uh -huh. for you meeting an absolute legend? Man, you know, of course, you know everybody. So it, Tracy pulled up in the, uh, in the cafeteria chopping up with Coach T. And I was like, man, I'm about to go holler at him. So I went holler at Coach T. As I holler at Coach T, I holler at Tracy. So we were just chopping. Um, he's actually funny. He's just a funny dude. You know, I, I think he might be more funnier just in a regular setting. Um, just my personal opinion. Um, I haven't been to a stand-up one of his shows, but just sitting in that cafeteria like, man, let me leave before I just be crying all day from laughing, <laughs> you know? So he's just that kind of guy. So it was just good just seeing him. I seen him on TV plenty. I ain't never seen him oh, in yeah. person. Got an opportunity to see him in person. Him and I chopped it up, him and his crew. We all chopped it up. Um, I said a few slick things. She said a lot of slick things back to me. So you know how that is, like barbershop talk, Mark. So we did that and took a flick. Took a flick and just took it from there. I, I used to watch the end of 30 Rock with my old man on Thursday nights. The office would come on and he'd always have a line or two in that show that would just like, it would just steal the whole episode. Yeah, the dude was just naturally funny. He ain't even trying. He ain't even trying. It's just, you know, he was just dropped on earth to be funny and make people laugh. And he just does a good job. Man. Yeah, because like at first it's like you're in the war room and it's very serious and it's you and Merrill Hodge, who is a legend in his own right, very many different aspects as a broadcaster. And then I see another post and it's like, oh, look who stopped by the Steelers facility. And it's you and Tracy Morgan just hanging out. And I'm like, this guy does not live a real life. My guy, Ike, like, it was awesome to see, man. It put a smile on my face. Yeah, I think it's normal. But you, I mean, look, like, I don't even know. I don't know no better. I, I, maybe I'm just blind to the fact, Mark, just, you know, a lot of people just be sliding through. A lot mm -hmm. of people I just know, but I just look at them like, you know, um, fraternity guys, just being, you know, one of the guys who, you know, been through some stuff, became very successful, had to get it on their own, went, went the hard way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they just so happen to be superstars or, or, or A-list celebrities, so to say, but I just think it's normal, but it's really not. I love it, Ike. A uh, few other things from the draft. Uh, first and foremost, if the Eagles and Steelers ever play, Ike, it's going to be like a glorified Georgia alumni scrimmage. 100%. Like, 100%. I see that when the, when the Eagles got Jalen Carter, my dad texts me, Ike, and he's just like, do we want to give the Eagles the Super Bowl now or later? Because you've got... Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis up front. Like, good luck to opposing offenses. Man, if you play for Georgia, you might always say you're finna play for Philly. Cause that's that's that <laughs> they got they got a they got a one way, they have their own airline and they say Georgia Philly. They ain't going nowhere else. And if you got a train, if you got a transit, that's exactly what that transit say. We got we got a transit all around the world. 
but you got to go to Georgia to get to Philly. Because <laughs> that's exactly what they do. That's all they drive. They drive some dogs. Can't be mad at them either. Can't mm-hmm. be mad at them either. But mm-hmm. they doing their thing too on the, uh, on the East Coast of, of PA. Absolutely. One other thing too, like Lamar Jackson re-upping with the Ravens. I did think ultimately it would lead to that. <clears throat> Kudos mm-hmm. to Lamar for getting his money. But I, I want to say this from a broad perspective. Aaron Rodgers now a New York Jet as well. You have elite level AFC quarterback talent. And that was why it was important to get Kenny Pickett a year ago. If you're the Steelers, what I want to see is, okay, you got Jalen hurts in the NFC. How else is that void filled come an NFC standpoint? Because I don't want to rattle off all the quarterbacks in the AFC, Ike, but there is elite level stud level talent when it comes to the quarterback position in the AFC and the NFC, there seems to be a void. How that void is filled is something I'm going to be watching this season. A lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the AFC, bro. Yeah. I mean, projection, projection wise, projection wise, you know, I mean, AR already in the Hall of Fame. As soon as he retired, bro, don't put him up, put him in there. But projection due to these guys stay healthy. Um, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, um, Justin Herbert. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, man, it's just and that's 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 five, that's six right there. Josh Allen pro- too. I'll throw in too. I'm sorry, Josh Allen. You're fine. Just projection. Just if provided they stay healthy through the course of their career. Just my opinion. That's six. That's six QBs. Now the NFC. I'm talking about Hall of Famers. I'm just. I'm just speculating. I mean, the NFC, what, what we're really looking at in the NFC. Um, if Jalen keep doing what he's doing, providing he stay healthy, providing he stay healthy. But other than that, who you really like at that quarter? I mean, Russ, Russell Wilson, he down in he, – he got he got the quarterback whisper as a head coach now in Sean Payton. So that's seven. So that's what I'm saying. If you're in the AFC, uh, your level of play – Got to be Pro Bowl caliber at that at that quarterback position every Sunday because it's so deep with quarterbacks who are good in the AFC. The NFC, I mean, where you want to go with the NFC? Who you really like like that at the quarterbacks at the Hall of Fame level? I'm not talking about all pro, Pro Bowl. I'm just talking about projection-wise mm-hmm. as an NFC quarterback. Um, the AFC just loaded. And I, I we we talked about this on the show. A lot of careers, a lot of Super Bowls are going to get cut short because how deep the AFC at quarterback position is with talent. With talent. With talent. I can't help but wonder, too, Ike, if you're a quarterback that doesn't quite get it done in the AFC, say, this season and next, or a head coach, how there could be opportunity for an NFC team to take oh, advantage to push a quarterback or a head coach. Go ahead, Ike. We forgot Sunshine down in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 proving my point. I you're adding gasoline to the fire. Mark, the AFC deep, deep, deep with young, young quarterbacks, young good quarterbacks. So they we well, we we seven eight deep. We just named like eight, and I think all of eight other than Russ and Kenny hit the playoffs. Everybody we just mentioned hit the playoffs. 
Yeah, it's on the up and up. Uh, Ike, you're the absolute best. I appreciate the time and thanks for working with my crazy schedule too. It's been a busy few weeks. It's a little bit of a relief that the draft is over for me, Ike. I love the draft, but it is a lot of content. Uh, But I want to thank you. I want to thank the Believe Network, our video producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the whole crew there betonline.ag today's sponsor. And I, I do want to thank the listeners and the viewers. We recently surpassed 2,500 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you so much for the people who continue to tune in here on the Believe in Steelers show. Yeah, I want to thank you, Mark. I want to thank betonline.ag for rocking with us since day one. Brinks TV. Um, Got to thank uh, all the viewers. Believe in Steelers podcast. Thank you all for giving Mark another opportunity. Also, got to thank everybody who's been tuning in, man, the views and viewers and the subscribers. Appreciate y'all. Keep doing it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, make sure y'all tune in and lock in and subscribe to uh, Mark and I Show Believe in Podcast. I uh, want to thank you, Mark, as well. Uh, make sure y'all review and rate us. Give us a five-piece. You know, y'all talking about these five-star athletes coming out of high school. We're five-star podcast, you know, coming into your living room or, or, or mobile. Mm-hmm. So one just appreciate everybody who's just been rocking with Mark and I since day one. Want to thank everybody who's been working behind the scenes for Mark and I. Um, this show wouldn't be this show without y'all. Amen. Ike, for Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you so much for watching the Believe in Steeler show. We'll see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.